You are tuned to the Nahum Siegel Network on jmandtheam.org and nahumsiegel.com. Stay tuned for JM Sunday with Matis Weingast.
Good morning to all of you, and welcome to JM Sunday right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. My name is Matis Weingast. I'm your host this morning. Thanks, everyone, for joining me. Hope all is well, and you had a great Shabbos and a great weekend. We are getting ready for Hanukkah. This coming Tuesday night is Hanukkah. Today is the 22nd of Kislev, and we are getting there close to Hanukkah. Coming up this week, it's December 14th. It's the 71st Daf in Yavamos, if you're following Daf Yomi. And it's cold. It's 38 degrees, cloudy here in the north New Jersey area. Going up to a high of 47 degrees and sunny, and then going back down to 34 degrees and clear. In Yerushalayim, it's 52 degrees, light rain right now, and uh, 45 degrees is the expected low, partly cloudy overnight. We have a lot of... Hanukkah music this morning here on the show, and uh, we'll also be joined by two guests. Moshe Kindelair will be on at about 7.45, just about 40, uh, 39 minutes from now. He is the uh, co-founder and publisher of uh, the Jewish Link of Bergen County. We'll talk, we'll talk about his expansion of the uh, paper into other areas of the uh, of our listening area here in New Jersey. And uh, coming up at 8.30, Aviva Kanoff. She is an author, a cookbook author, and uh, her latest cookbook is Gluten-Free Around the World. So we're very excited to have her on also. And we'll talk about that new cookbook. Some delicious recipes in there. And that's our show for today. A lot of Hanukkah music, as I mentioned. We'll get right to it. Morning Chizuk at 7.30. News from Israel at 8 o'clock. And... Uh, and that is our schedule for today. So let's go right to the music. We're starting off with Avram Rosenblum going back uh, a couple of years. And uh, this is talk, this is Taking Care of Hanukkah by the one and only Avram Rosenblum right here on JM Sunday. One, two, three, four. <laughs> Reminds me of a miracle. Judah McAfee, who back in ancient Israel put up some kind of a fight. And now the little Lord, they restore the temple's light. Each night we light the candles, we need some light to stew. And sing a rock of ages to an Asian rockin' too. And we give a couple presents, some chocolate money soon. We all get down to business. Hey, that's just what we do when we play Trader, Trader, Trader. Turn your life around, you can give that thing a spin. Yeah! 
the locker cause your mama made some more. And then you train, oh, train, oh, train, oh, many ways. Oh, train, oh, train, oh, train, oh, train, oh, train, train, oh, train, oh, train, oh, that's what's happening. You can turn your look around when you keep that thing a spin. Hey, train, oh, train, oh, train, oh, many ways. Train, oh, train, oh, train, oh.
you're going to get right here on JM Sunday. Matas Wine Guest with you as we approach 7.30 in the morning, getting ready for morning chizuk with Rabbi Goldwasser. That was uh, Happy Hanukkah from A.K.A. Pella. Before that, Hashmini at Kolech from Ehud Banai. We heard uh, Candle in the Night from David. We heard uh, let's see, Ki Elohim from the Samachti album, Kid Zimra and Avraham Rosenblum. All in this last half hour of great Jewish music right here on JM Sunday, part of the Nachum Siegel Network. We're here till 9 o'clock this morning. 
My first guest will be uh, Moshe Kindelerer of the uh, Jewish Link of Bergen County. He'll join us at about 7.45, talking about the uh, newspaper and the expansion into different territories. So that should be interesting. It's around this whole area, and we'll be able to find this. Uh, we also will be joined by uh, Aviva Kanoff. She's the author of a new cookbook entitled Gluten-Free Around the World. She'll join us at about 8.30. And then uh, we have news from Israel at 8 o'clock. Programming continues all day long right here on the Nachum Siegel Network with the encore presentations and a great music stream. The encore presentations are also great. Tonight at 7 o'clock, a first run of the Court Report Elliot Weiselberg hosts that every week on uh, during the season. And uh, that's here on the Nachum Siegel Network, of course. And uh, this week he tells us that DRS basketball makes a strong case for championship consideration. And uh, Frisch and Hafter finally resolved their hockey game. Or did they? That's the mystery. So make sure to uh, check it out tonight on the stream, 7 p.m., right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. Hope you're listening on the NSN app. That's the best way to listen. I'm happy either way, anyway, that you listen through NachumSiegel.com or the app, but the app is a, a great way of uh, taking us with you anywhere you go. So uh, we recommend that, highly recommend that. And we'll fill you in on some more things later on. Right now it's uh, it's that time. Rabbi Goldwasser is here with Morning Chizuk. His words are L'zecha Nishma Sarvzev, Brav Yosef Halevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. During the eight days of Hanukkah, we recite the Al-Hanisim. We say, V'hidliku neiros bechatsros kotshecho, v'kovu shmona simei Hanukkah elu. They kindled the lights in the courtyards of your sanctuary, and they established these eight days of Hanukkah. The commentaries have asked, Why is the miracle of Hanukkah conveyed through the act of lighting the menorah? Surely, there were many other services that had to be performed when they rededicated the Beis Hamikdash. Why is the menorah the object that symbolizes this occasion? In referring to the ultimate redemption of Klal Yisrael, the Chavetz Chaim cites a very inspiring insight. The Chavetz Chaim calls to our attention the construction of the Mishkan. We learn that Hashem instructed Moshe Rabbeinu concerning the detail of its creation, the design of each of the various kalim that were contained therein, like the shulchan, the table, the mizbeach, the altar. However, when it came to fashioning the menorah, Moshe Rabbeinu had great difficulty in understanding how to produce it. The process was precisely explained three times to Moshe Rabbeinu. However, he had trouble grasping the command. It's difficult for us to understand what was problematic about the implementation of this mitzvah. The Chavetz Chaim explains that our sages tell us that each of the utensils in the Beis Hamikdash, aside from having a specifically designated purpose in the Avodah, also represented a higher aspect of man in this world. For example, the Aron HaKodesh, the Holy Ark, it was used to store the Luchos, the two tablets, but it also alluded to the superior wisdom that accompanies Ruach HaKodesh, the Divine Spirit. The Shulchan, the table upon which the Lechem HaPonim rested, alluded to the physical needs of man, represented by bread, that can only be attained through Hashem's blessings. The Menorah too signified a spiritual concept. It represents 
the perpetuity of Klal Yisrael. It indicates that B'nai Yisrael be able to sustain itself against all odds. This is the illusion and symbol which Hashem transmitted to Moshe when he instructed Moshe Rabbeinu on how to fashion the menorah. However, when Moshe Rabbeinu heard these instructions, he was perplexed. He had already seen into the future. Through Nevuah, he saw that B'nai Yisrael would experience great suffering in Saras throughout the generations. He foresaw the exiles, the torture and the persecution that was yet to plague Klal Yisrael. Moshe Rabbeinu could not comprehend the dichotomy of the menorah, a symbol of light and hope, belief in the eternity of the nation, considering the anguish which Bnei Yisrael would endure. Hashem then instructed Moshe to cast the gold for the menorah into the fire, and the menorah would miraculously materialize by itself without any human assistance. The message that is implied was that the world in its existence cannot be understood by human logic. Rather, it is beyond our intellectual capacity. There is a higher intelligence, a master plan, which ensures the eternity of Klal Yisroel, despite all their trials and tribulations. Hashem taught Moshe Rabbeinu that the fire of adversity and tragedy would purify the nation, but they would ultimately rise from the ashes and be renewed. Similarly, at the time when the Chashmonoim and Klal Yisrael were in their darkest hour, Hashem presented them with a little cruise of oil, which kept the menorah lit. It symbolized the fulfillment of His promise of the eternity of Klal Yisrael. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you morning chizik. Have a freilich and Chanukah. Thank you, Rabbi Goldwasser. We'll get to some music, and at 7.45, we'll be joined. That's what, in 10 minutes? Yeah. About 10 minutes, we'll be joined by Moshe Kindler of the Jewish Link of Bergen County. So uh, we're going to hear from Ellie Gerstner right now and a couple of others, and uh, then stay tuned because uh, we have our first guest coming up in about 10 minutes, right here on JM Sunday.
Avoda Shabalev, Shabbos Hanukkah, right here on JM Sunday. My thanks to everyone joining us this morning, right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. We are exclusive to the Nachum Siegel Network, and we've been here live and doing a show every Sunday since we started about uh, a little over two years ago. And as the calendar shows us, we'll be continuing live and doing new shows uh, every Sunday until Pesach of this coming year because then there's going to be a Yom Tov on Sunday, the first one. So uh, we're not going to be able to do a show then, but we're continuing all along. Uh, before Shabbos Hanukkah, we heard from uh, Aaron Holder with the Hanukkah Lights and uh, Ellie Gerstner, Yichavot Hashem, from the um, from his album. It is uh, 7.46 in the morning right here on JM Sunday, Eastern Time in the uh, North New Jersey area. And it gives me great pleasure to welcome our first guest of the morning. His name is Moshe Kindler, and he is the co-founder and co-publisher of the Jewish Link of Bergen County. Moshe Kindler, welcome to JM Sunday. Thanks, Matis. Good to be here. Always happy to be on the Nachum Siegel Network. Oh, thank you so much. We are uh, great and very happy. We're, we're very happy to be a part of the Nachum Siegel Network. And everybody listening throughout the world right now, we want to say uh, good afternoon to those listening in Yushalayim, as we just heard from someone, and all those around the world. So, the Jewish Link of Bergen County, as I see from last week's issue, just published issue number 60. And uh, that means, in my great, um, with my great math ability, since you publish weekly, that you've been publishing for just uh, over a year. What? Actually, yeah, a little bit more than that. A, a uh, little bit more than a year. What prompted you to um, to start this paper? Okay, sure. So the truth is, so the first, just to set the record straight, the paper is on. We're about 20 months old. We started in March 2013. But the reason why the count is a little bit messed up in your math, and we're only at Chisholm now, is uh, we actually we had started off as a biweekly every other Thursday. Ah. We went weekly back in March, about a month before a Pesach. Excellent. So, so that's so we've been weekly for about, I guess, nine months or so, uh, and God willing, looking up, to, looking forward to our second second anniversary coming up in a few months. Beautiful. So, now, this is a a packed newspaper. I, I uh, didn't get a chance to get it uh, off uh, any of the stands last week, so I printed it out. It's what ninety six pages long. Yeah, this is a, thank God a really really full healthy edition. We we benefited, thank God, what I call the. The you know so the, the yom tov bump so to speak right. you know, it's a, it's almost like a it is a pre Hanukkah issue so you tend to do better you know papers better in uh, you know pre yom tov our, our biggest edition for example was our Rosh Hashanah edition which is 104 pages um, but I can tell you that in the in elsewhere in the religious community that the, some of the papers are much bigger even you know Hamoti uh, some of these, a lot of these papers are well into the hundreds sometimes even to the two hundreds and. Uh, and I know I don't, I don't know if my readers will be happy to hear me say this, but we're hoping to grow our page count as well, God willing. Well, yeah, it's a lot of interesting information that's on here, both local, national, international. Uh, you know, one question I I always have, especially with weeklies, I'm sure it's very hard to do when you publish something. For instance, uh, last week the top headline was that U.S. denies unfounded report of sanctions versus Israel. So, of course, you have to go to press, uh, you know, a number of days beforehand, and I guess you always run that fear that that something will change to make that uh, title, to make that headline or that article totally different by the time it comes out the press. How do you how do you deal with that? It's a very good question. It's actually it's a running debate between myself and my editors. Um, there's a just we we like the fact that we actually go to press about 24 hours later than most of the other papers out there. Meaning most of the Jewish papers out there usually close on Tuesday nights. 
we close late Wednesday nights, and we're able to get in, uh, and, and the paper is out on the street, and, and you know by Thursday afternoon, the, we're able to get in some late breaking news. Thing, you know, we've been able to get in a number of things that, uh, for example, we, we put in. If you remember Wednesday, that's that's when the story of this uh, the Palestinian minister who had a heart attack and uh, had a confrontation. We, we were able to get some of the late breaking news in there. Uh, it's it's a running battle, and, and the truth is, is we know uh, going to print on Wednesday night that the world could change, literally, by the time people read this on Shabbos. Right. So it's a very it, it's a, we we try to run stories, we try to put in stories that we hope will make will hold currency, you know, for hopefully the next thirty six to forty eight hours. And that's one of the differences it seems between your paper and some of the others, uh, the other weeklies that will tend uh, to just focus on. Some local news, and you know, maybe some news that is, uh, uh, even whether it's something like sports report, whether you know it's done and it's not going to change, uh, and they don't take uh, the chance that you're taking on doing this. So it's you know it's very commendable. What? Why did you feel a need for a uh, an additional paper uh, for the local community? Sure. The answer was is look. I'll tell you the. I've been living in. I've been Teaneck for about 13 years, um, and it's, we, I had the idea for a local paper about six seven years ago. Uh, and and uh, the truth is, it was it was coming from actually it came a little bit out of my experiences. Uh, I'm I'm involved in a school. Called, I'm a parent of a local school here called Yeshivat Noam, and uh, for I, I served briefly on the, the communications committee. And basically, we would we would be ecstatic with the, the you know with a small picture and a caption in the local Jewish the current Jewish paper, which which is a fine paper. Uh, they're serving the, the paper is called the Jewish Standard, but they're serving a much larger, broader audience and. Uh, we would sit there and we'd be happy with a small picture and a caption of a yeshiva gnome in the back of the paper. And then I would go to places like the Five Towns of Flatbush, see copies of the Five Town Jewish Times and the Jewish Home and other places, and I would see that there is a very different model and a different approach to a community Jewish newspaper you know, with a focus on the religious community. And I said, you know what, our area, you know, not only does our community, I think, need this, our community, I think, is ready for this. Uh, it took me a few years uh, to get my act together, um, I finally met the founders of the Queens Jewish Link a little over two two and a half years ago. Uh, they and they helped me get started. And uh, the Queens Jewish Link actually started in Queens about three years ago now, because there there was a feeling that the Five Town Jewish Times was doing a great job, except that it was distributed all over Queens, but it was not really covering or, or mentioning that much about Queens content, Queens news. So they said they could do it themselves. And the truth is, that's that's kind of what we've done. We 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 started the paper, uh, you know, we are we're with a hyper local focus on uh, on what's going on in our community, our lives, sports, yeshiva sports, really local shul news, local, local community news. I do put in the international the national stuff because I think it's important. I think not everyone in our community has a chance is is reading the Wall Street Journal, the Times, or you know all week long, or if they're seeing stuff, they're not seeing stuff. Know that regularly, right. and, and it's been a good mix. My joke is, is that we're uh, the paper. A paper is a chillant. You know, it's a, it's a it's a chillant, and then sometimes you get the mix right, and sometimes the mix isn't as good. But and that's like what it is. and like a chillant, you can have a taste of it Friday night, and then uh, you know have uh, most of it on Shabbos. My guest this morning uh, is Moshe Kindelaire, who is uh, co-founder and co-publisher of the Jewish Link of Bergen County. We are here on the on JM Sunday on the Nachum Siegel Network. Uh, just to give a, a shout out to your co-founder and co-publisher Mark Schwartz, who um, I believe, if, I'm, if my sources tell me correctly, he's a member of uh, TVAC. Is that uh, do I have the right person yeah, there? Yeah, oh, Mandy Schwartz. Yeah, Mark Schwartz is not only a member of TVAC. He's also a uh, 
He's also a Teaneck Town Councilman. He's right, super right. involved in a number uh, of right. he's, he's what I would call in our community an Oscar. He's mm-hmm. someone who's involved in, in so many great things. And, you know, helping me start the paper and helping me run the paper has been, uh, has, has been a blessing to sure. have my support. Absolutely. I mentioned TVAC because our son, uh, one of our sons, Ellie, is also on TVAC. So, uh, they know each other from there, yep. and uh, we get that we get that connection. So now, you are uh, in in the in the year and a half or so that you've been publishing, you are now ready to branch out to other areas and bring this model to other areas. Tell us about that and where you're f- planning to hit first this week. Yeah, sure. Okay, so very very big news this week. I was kind of in denial about it until recently, <laughs> even though we had been planning it. But basically, the Jewish link of Bergen County will be no more, per se, meaning we will be effectively renaming to become the Jewish link of New Jersey. People will notice there will be a slightly different uh, heading on top. There will also be a few other changes to the paper. Uh, the feeling was that we it, it was time to expand a little further south. Uh, when I say we're, we're going to say on top, it's the new. we have a new tagline for the paper. It's going to be called Linking Bergen, Essex, and Union Counties. Mm. And when I say Essex and Union Counties, we refer to Elizabeth Hillside, Livingston, West Orange, Linden, Springfield. That's uh, that's the, which we will we'll, we'll be sending the paper out to about 35, 40 locations, uh, God willing, this Thursday afternoon. And uh, as part of that expansion and renaming, uh, though, please, people in Bergen County should not get the wrong idea. We are still obviously not... We're not leaving our core community, but we'll be actually be adding pages. We'll be adding three to five to six pages of news coverage for for the community down in, in Essex and Union counties. We'll also be adding a sports page. We'll, add, we'll be adding a schools page uh, as well. The truth is, it's funny though, Matis, that a lot of people in the community that we already are tied to to you know, our communities are already connected in many many ways. Uh, via our schools, we've already been covering JEC right. and Breweria. Many people in our community do send to, to Breweria to those schools. Uh, what you'll be seeing probably a little bit more of in our paper, which you haven't seen as much, will be Kushner. Uh, and we're certainly looking for, for other schools. And, and the thought would be is that we would hopefully continue to, to move even further south, depending on how, how this move goes. Sure. Uh, so, for instance, on li- in last week's paper, another front page article, and I, I went through every page here, uh, and I do see, for instance, I'll, I'll jump around for a second before I get to the point. I said on page 67 you have in the arts the new Haredi pop group, the yep. Weinreb Brothers. Yep. I think we're going to be playing something from uh, the new album. So that's of interest to everybody. On the front page you have a story, a great story about the Haverim of Tinek. Yep. Uh, and, of course, like you said, interspersed a lot of information on, in local areas. Are people going to see then a little bit less uh, focus on the Bergen County and a greater mix within this? Or what percentage, maybe I'll ask you this way, uh, anyone who looks at the uh, Jewish link from any area in which you're going to publish, how much of a percentage would you say will be the same uh, because it's an article about you know something national or international or it's a Torah thought? You know, will be similar. How much is devoted to the local areas? Good question. Uh, the, the, the answer is as follows: We are upgrading. Uh, just the way I look at it is in terms of percentages. We are adding. We're adding papers. We're adding. We're, we're just to give you an example. We've been printing around uh, 8,500 or so papers. By doing, by expanding, by renaming, we'll be well over 10,000. Wow. Probably in the 11,000 to 12,000 range. Um, we're also we're also going to be trying to raise our rates as well. Uh, I look at it in terms of percentage, probably about 20% uh, content will be uh, will be focused on you know, on the, the the newer areas. At least when I when it says when I say news and schools and sports, but the truth is you're absolutely correct. The Torah will still will stay the same. 
uh, national, international, will also probably stay the same because it's broadly relevant to all to every right. you know, everyone in our community. Uh, so the so the answer is a careful reader will notice that while things may have changed, they will not have changed that much. We were not looking for a drastic, you know, uh, you know, change for the paper. Excellent. Uh, now, also to let the, our, our listeners know and those who will start to read the paper from these areas. And we're in Union County, for instance, here. This is a distribution uh, only by direct pickup, not by mail. So you as men- you mentioned there are going to be about 30 or so places where the paper will be available. How will people? How can people find out where they're going to be available and, and how would they best get in touch with you um, to find all this out? I believe that we're supposed to be putting up all the drop-off locations up on the website. It'll be, it should be up by tomorrow. The truth is, you should know, we do offer free home delivery here up in, in Bergen County. Okay. Uh, we thought about doing it for, for Essex and Union. It's a very, very expensive and costly sure. part. of uh, Just to offer free home delivery, it, it costs more than to mail weekly. So you, right. can, you can imagine that's a major part of my bill or of our, of our weekly uh, cost of, of running a paper. Of course. We, we, what we felt was is that... When I when we started this, I was concerned that our community up here in Bergen County did not have a culture of of going to the store and 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 picking up a newspaper like maybe there might have been in the five towns or Brooklyn. Uh, some people argue with me and feel that there there would be. I, I feel very committed to the free home delivery. Uh, we're also we're thinking about switching to mail at some point, which 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 would mean, by the way, Montes, that we would have to close the paper. To be able to mail the paper, we would have to be sending to the post office Wednesday morning in difference. order to guarantee uh, that it would get to people's mailboxes on Arab Shabbos right, Friday. Right. So that's a very big step. We have been slow. We've been we've been holding off on doing that. Um, but the answer is uh, so. Look on our website to, to get it. We, we, this is a little bit of an experiment, a test um, to see to see how people how the the the, the, the non-free home delivery works. If there is, if we would be able to distribute in shuls. Uh, and schools and stores, and uh, we'll we'll see. But thank God, it's uh, the response has been really good. And by the way, you should know that I want to tell you that I want to give a shout out to Rabbi Zwickler uh, in West Orange, mm, Rabbi sure. Zwickler. Uh, he was the one who suggested we were think we had spoken about five six months ago, and we had spoken about the paper coming down there. And I told him I thought that it would be very difficult for us to do free home delivery. And he said, Well, sure, you don't need to. Just to <laughs> drop it off in our shuls. You know, we we would read it. We would consider it our paper. If you do, if you just do that, and 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 his his sentiment, his thought has has kind of carried me. Beautiful. What is the website, by the way, to get the information? It's uh, sorry, it's www. It's it's JewishLinkBWC.com. JewishLink. Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, it's JewishLinkNJ. Jewish, sorry, my apologies. JewishLinkNJ.com. JewishLinkNJ.com. Now we're we're um, getting to the news from Israel in just a minute. We're a drop late with that, but we'll we'll get to sure. it. Uh, you're also expanding to, uh, and you just alluded to that, to um, <laughs> to a different areas of uh, of our, our area, Westchester, and uh, uh, when is that starting up? Uh, this is a crazy next five, six weeks. Uh, we're starting the Jewish Link of Bronx, Westchester, and Connecticut. January 15th is the first edition. It will, it will be this, it will be about half the size of ours, about, probably aiming about 48 pages. Okay. Distributed in Riverdale, Scarsdale, New Rochelle, um, uh, what's it, Stanford, White Plains, Einstein, uh, Yonkers, all those, all those good communities. Uh, it will be a smaller print run. We actually have a, I guess, a publisher who, who is going to work with us, a partner. A fellow by the name of David Winter, who is very, very well known in the Riverdale community, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, we're really excited about it. That, that to me, is a, is a huge step for us. 
uh, Excellent. going forward. Moshe Kindelera, I want to thank you for joining us here on JM Sunday. Good luck with the uh, with the new publication or the expansion of the publication to these new areas. I look forward to seeing the first edition this week, and uh, hopefully we'll we'll have you on again soon to talk about the growth of the paper. Thank you, thank you, Marcus, for having me on. I really appreciate it, and looking forward to talking to you as well in the future. Thank you very much. Take care. Bye-bye. It is 8:01 in the morning. We're going to go to uh, some music, uh, and then we will get to. The uh, news from Israel coming up in just a moment right here on JM Sunday.
Shabbos Halalu, Shira Chadasha Boys Choir, the Hanukkah album, right here on JM Sunday. Matas Wine Guest with you, 8.06 in the morning, a drop late for our news from Israel, which we will get to in just a couple of seconds. And uh, my thanks to Moshe Kindelaire of the Jewish Link of Bergen County, soon to be the Jewish Link in a lot of different places, for uh, joining me this morning to talk about the publication and its expansion this week into the areas of Essex, Hudson, uh, Essex, and Union Counties, uh, and uh, we uh, we appreciate his joining us. Uh, I wanted to mention, you know, Soul Doctor, uh, the musical journey of Shlomo Kabach, uh, opened up um, last night, I think, right? Tonight's the official premiere. It's at the Actress Temple in uh, the Actress Temple Theater in New York City at 339 West 47th Street. And I have a number for tickets if people want. It's 212 Two three nine sixty two hundred. I hope to get a chance to see that uh, coming up soon, and it stars Josh Nelson, directed by Mindy Cooper. So if you want tickets, call two one two two three nine sixty two hundred. It's time for our news from Israel. The uh, as a feature, a weekly feature, right here on JM Sunday. Hannah Julian, Middle East news analyst and senior correspondent at JewishPress.com, joins us every Sunday morning to bring us up to date on the latest happenings in the state of Israel. Good morning, Chana Julian. Good morning, Matis. Uh, Hamas is celebrating its 27th anniversary. I know there's a little odd to lead with that this morning, but the terrorist organization is sending threatening messages to Israel, this time by way of an especially provocative parade in Gaza and the release of its latest propaganda video. The video was released by the military wing, the Al-Qassam Brigade, and it featured the voice of a wanted and ruthless terrorist, Mohammed Daif. Daif was the chief commander of the brigade, and it was believed that he was killed this past summer in Operation Protective Edge. However, it seems that he survived now five Israeli airstrikes. The voice in the video comes from an old recording, however, which was broadcast during Operation Pillar of Defense in November 2012. In the recording, Dave can be heard saying, it's time to purify the Al-Aqsa Mosque. A short time later, the shadow of a man similar to his appearance can be seen, despite the unclear photography. The video also contains a montage of the Hamas successes over the years in its uh, fight against Israel. These include a picture of Gilad Shalit over the Israeli, uh, the Israeli soldiers kidnapped by Hamas in 2006, and uh, other images including the long-range missiles, uh, people from the Hamas Dairuz unit, which some people may not know that they have, uh, a shot of Nahal Oz, the military post where five uh, Israeli soldiers lost their lives, and... Uh, all kinds of other things. It's important to know that they do have these things going on. They are not uh, really cut back the way they should have been during the last operation. And uh, they are dressing up still as Israeli soldiers, and they are still uh, preparing to take aim at Israel. Uh, in this latest video, they carried around coffins, with photos of the murdered rabbis, the martyrs from the Harnoff attack. 
Um, a Palestinian Arab from Calcilia was arrested yesterday. That's uh, a related story. That was after he was discovered to be uh, illegally present in Israel. Upon the investigation from Lod police officers, the suspect admitted that he's planning a terror attack against a police vehicle. He will be arraigned later today in Israel. Rocks were thrown at a bus in eastern Jerusalem today as well. Um, that happened on Sultan Suleiman Street. The windshield of the vehicle was shattered. A baby was lightly injured. United had Solomedics treated the child, and an investigation has been opened. That's part of the Intifada that is continuing, and uh, there are people who are uh, working to try to quell that, but as you know, that is continuing as well, um, partly because the international community is uh, is encouraging it. Well, it's a, the, in, yeah. No, I was going to say it's it's uh, great to hear that that's how they celebrate their, you know, their anniversary. Yeah, they, it's well, well you know, we we celebrate <laughs> with food and they celebrate with terror. You yeah. know, it's, it's it's a cultural issue, situation. Um, one of here, here's another one. One of the five youths arrested for terrorizing Jewish children on a school bus in Australia earlier this year. This is also part of the culture because this was exported to Australia, mm-hmm. uh, consented to visit the Sydney Jewish Museum as well as to attend a tolerance program. This was as part of his agreed punishment. That's actually a step up in the right direction. The offender was with a gang of eight drunken youths when they boarded a bus in Sydney carrying Jewish students from Moria College Mount Sinai College and Emanuel School on August 6th. They had begun to abuse the Jewish youth, some as young as six years old, with threats to uh, cut their throats and chant, kill the Jews, Heil Hitler and Palestine must kill Jews. None of the children on the bus were physically hurt. The incident left uh, both parents and children traumatized. But all five of those were, who were arrested for participating in the incident were minors at the time to receive warnings. The other two were just let go, but the fifth, whose actions were considered too serious for just a warning, was given the punishment of being at a youth justice conference on December 9th. His name cannot be released because he's a minor, but he's agreed not only to visit the Sydney Jewish Museum and attend the tolerance program run by New South Wales Jewish Board of Deputies, but also to other messers as well. He's set to participate in a Shabbos dinner and to read Holocaust memoir, If This is a Man, by Primo Levi, as well as Night by Ailey Wiesel. So well, there may be some hope from him. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. Um, there, I don't know. We have, we, seen, see. we have seen around the world at different times where people have perpetrated anti-Semitic actions, youngsters who have done this, who have um, learned from their experiences uh, especially if they're, you know, this young, and they they probably don't know what they're saying, or they certainly don't, you know, realize the full implication of it. I would imagine, I would hope, let's say, but uh, they have, they had to have, they had to have received this this um, 
I don't know if knowledge is not the right word, but they had to receive this this feeling, if you will, I don't know what, from somewhere. They had to have heard about these things and and developed some notion so that when they let go, for instance, this group that was drunk, and they weren't thinking clearly and didn't realize that people would actually hear them and arrest them, that this is what they said. They didn't get on the bus and go, hey, I'm Yisrael, you Jews are great. You know, they, they heard, they've heard other things. Now, uh, this rehabilitation is bringing them to to Jewish culture and and Jewish history and understanding what it's about might be very helpful for many of these uh, the students and I, and I I think it probably will be for many of them. But it means it's I coming from somewhere. The other four. Right, of course, but it, it's coming from somewhere. Even uh, what happened last week with the stabbing in Crown Heights, the individual is said to have had some. Uh, some mental issues going back, you know, a long time, and this may have prompted his violent outburst, but it was triggered, and I wouldn't say triggered, it was focused on the Jewish community. So something along the way, you know, was was in there, and when he then, you know, had his outburst, it was triggered, it was directed, it was against the Jewish community. So... That's the culture that's happening around the world. That's the that's what's out there. That's the message that's getting out there to people. Well, you know, the foreign ministry in Israel has just bl- just yesterday released a statement blaming Palestinian Authority international incitement for an attack that took place on Friday. Uh, there were there was a uh, a gunman on a motorcycle who went riding past the Israeli embassy in Athens. Yes. With two, uh, actually, there were two. And shot and, up the embassy, right? Right, yeah. exactly. And again, th- there is absolutely ongoing, ceaseless incitement, day in and day on propaganda being released, not only to the PA Arab population in Gaza and in Judea and Samaria, uh, on television and in the newspapers and on the radio uh, and in the mosques by the imams and by the uh, by the media uh, through uh, the Palestinian Authority government, but also uh, by their um, by their uh, clergy around them and by other influential figures, and it's nonstop. And they also release it internationally hmm. through the internet and uh, and other types of uh, media outlets, social media especially. And it has an effect. It does. It goes worldwide. And then you have uh, lone wolf attacks, right. the same way that you do with uh, ASIS, and it it results in attacks such as these. These guys got a hold of two Kalashnikovs. And they went flying past the uh, embassy and let go of about uh, at least two clips worth of uh, bullets. Yeah, wow. Thank God nobody was in Absolutely. Anyway, on what a lighter note, yes. yeah, you have one thing left, and, and that's on a lighter note, actually. Defense Minister Moshe Yalon responded to the uh, appointment of uh, Major General Gadi Eisenkot to the role of uh, being the new IDF Chief of Staff. He said that Major General Eisenkot brings integrity, morality, professionalism, independent thought, 
That's a good one for uh, someone who's got to follow orders from the defense minister. Sure. <laughs> and def- and deep understanding to the to the role. And he said he's most suited to take the scepter of command over the IDF from the hands of the current chief of staff. Just a fistful of compliments for Gadi Eisenkot. That that's a nice thing coming from Moshe Yalon, especially from Moshe Yalon, because he has been one of the most proactive defense ministers that we have had in the last ten years. So we're looking forward to seeing how Gadi Eisenkot does in the role of IDF chief of staff. Weather in Israel today is rainy, um, just a lot of rain and cold rain. It's seasonal temperatures, and uh, they're looking forward to more of the same tomorrow. I hope everyone has a great week. Shavuot tov, everyone. I'm Hannah Julian for Jam Sunday. Thank you, Hannah, and uh, and uh, happy Hanukkah to you because we will be starting Hanukkah, of course, Tuesday night here. Correct. Festival so, of Lights. Absolutely. We'll catch happy you. Happy light, everyone. <laughs> we'll catch you <laughs> next week back here on uh, JM Sunday for a Hanukkah edition of the News from Israel. Have a great week. And uh, that's our News from Israel. Hannah Julian joins us every Sunday morning exclusively right here on the uh, Nachum Siegel Network. And my thanks to her. We had a little expanded edition uh, today. And uh, coming up at 8.30, in just about 10 minutes, Aviva Kanoff, uh, the author of Gluten-Free Around the World, will join us. We're going to go to some music in just a minute. I want to wish a mazel tov to, uh, to my cousin Netta. Uh, she is getting married in just a few hours in Israel. Netta and Gabi. And uh, to my cousin Smadar and Yankel Weinberg. And to the whole family there. And to Liaz's family and Avner's family. Sorry we couldn't be there with you, but we wish you mazel tov. And uh, that is taking place, uh, actually, let's see, uh, it is now in Israel, uh, seven hours, so what is that, 3.30? It will be taking place in about six hours. So we wish them a mazal tov and uh, all the best from all of us here in the uh, family in the United States. We're going to go back to the music. What do we have up next? Oh, actually, we mentioned before when we were talking with uh, Moshe Kendler. There's an article in last week's paper about the Weinreb brothers. So here is Hashem Melech from the Main Olam Haba album right here on JM Sunday. Hashem, the man, the 
find myself in mid-December Store white savings call to me I remember Judah Maccabee Though Santa looks just like my rabbi Still I know he's not for me I remember Judah Maccabee Maccabee Eggnog lattes, they don't mean so much to me. I remember Judah Maccabee. But though they may be tasty, it's the taste of Torah that I need. I remember Judah Maccabee. Maccabee, Maccabee. Can't you see? I remember Judah Maccabee. Maccabee, Maccabee, Mati Yahoo and Company. I remember Judah Maccabee.
temple and land To be a Jew, this they could not stand They tried to kill, but we rebelled Goodness gracious, miracle of all Hanukkah Rock of Ages, H.com, with that release. 
about uh, three years ago, and we have it for you here on JM Sundays. We get this, we get set to wrap up the show. Sorry we couldn't connect with Aviva Kanoff this morning, the author of Gluten Free Around the World. We'll try again for next week, and we'll let you know how that's going to turn out. My thanks to Moshe Kindelera, who joined us this morning to talk about the Jewish link and uh, its expansion into Essex and Union counties, in addition to Bergen County. That's happening this week. This edition is going to be Bergen, Essex, and Union counties. So we wish him a mazel tov on that, and uh, thank him again for joining us right here on JM Sunday. Programming continues all day long. Great music stream, great encore presentations. Court report at 7 o'clock with Elliot Weiselberg. Hey, on... Uh, on TV, Nachum hosts uh, the Chabad Telethon in this area, so uh, check your listings for that. That's later on tonight. You can catch Nachum and uh, see how he does over there hosting the Chabad Telethon, uh, the annual telethon they have every year uh, for Hanukkah. So uh, we wish Hatzlacha over there. And that's it for the show this morning. We uh, want to wish you a good week. A happy Hanukkah coming up starting Tuesday night. We'll be back here on Hanukkah Sunday next week right here on the Nachum Siegel Network.